When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over. You will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy balls. What is that? It's my balls. Can't get it, honey. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another DJ. I check my balls right here on a litany of fucking networks. I mean, media group, rapsaladreview.com, and the R&R Pod Network. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, ya boy. MSG. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week I am joined by these two blokes, by these two supposed wannabe hoax in the annals of being able to know everything and tell all the jokes. They're not brokes. First guy is a wannabe poke. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got hair coming all around his mouth and throat. He is Joe Vernola. Actually, my neck is pretty clean right now. It's everywhere so else. Say, you know, last week you get on me for not giving you a hair thing. I give you the hair thing, and now you're not satisfied. You know, it rhymed, Joe. It rhymed. It I'm did. Fire up right now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that fire was up good. today. That was so worth it. Welcome back to the show, Joe Vernola. How are you today, sir? Happy post-Thanksgiving recording day. Happy post-Thanksgiving recording day to you as well. Happy Goodness to you once more, which I'll get into here mm-hmm. uh, in just a moment. But we have right. to introduce this other guy, this this guy who's making obscene gestures in the background here as he smokes on his corn cob pipe. Ladies and gentlemen. Dando. What's happening, boys? Happy Thanksgiving or belated Thanksgiving. Belated Thanksgiving. So, Scoop, I, on Thanksgiving, joined Joe Vernola. Joe invited me over for Thanksgiving. Nice. I hate you guys. So I went over to Joe's. I went over to Joe's yesterday. You know, we're, we're hanging out. I'll get there. <clears throat> I noticed that there's a Super Nintendo sitting oh, in shit. the living room. Scoop. 
So I was like, oh, can I check it out? And he's like, yeah. I go. Joe's like, yeah, check the top drawer. So I'm looking through the games, bro. What do I stumble upon that I had to play after seeing it? Super Mario World. So I was like, oh, we got to pop this in right now. So I popped that's, this in. That's the one where you can you, – you go to the different worlds, right? Super Mario World? Yeah, where you get to go in the tunnels and you go to different worlds. Anyway, anyway, continue. I'll figure it out. Super Mario World came out super after Super Mario 3. It's the one where you can utilize Yoshi. You're on different – there's a map overworld that you travel to different maps on the world. There's a star road. Anyway, we played Yeah, that's Super what Mar- I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we Sorry. played Super Mar- we played Super Mario World Scoop and in front of a crowd I beat this game, bro, in like 45 minutes, bro. <laughs> like I had people there who were like, I've never seen somebody play Super Mario World like this and I was just like I just watched a lot of videos and I played this on my Game Boys. I played this as a kid. So I'm like, bro, I fucking wrecked this game. I fucked up at the end when they're like right near the first time I was fighting Bowser because everyone's just like really getting like started like badgering me and like getting in my ear. You suck. Oh, come on. Blah, blah. It's like everyone's like intentionally fucking me. And then when they all walked away, I just went ahead and beat it really quick because like I was just, <laughs> not, wasn't trying to be this important. I was just trying to play Super Mario World. But yeah, apparently I was the best at some of these people's had ever seen Joe Vernola can back that up. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, they were like, you know how like parents are like, oh, watch what my kid can do is like a party right. favor or something. That's what this was like. It was yeah, it's like, like, was, do. the funny thing is he was just like casually playing it, and my roommate, as being the sarcastic asshole that they are, just like, oh, I bet you can't beat it in one sitting, like the fuck and i was like oh okay because like i was just casually playing it just like unlocking things and locking showing like this other guy he was like wow i put this on my switch and he's like all these memories are coming back he's like but bro like you're unlocking everything because i basically showed it i was like okay i'm gonna unlock this pathway i'm gonna come up here i'm gonna press this button all right i'm gonna unlock this secret house okay now we're at the star road i was like see now this whole area is unlocked <laughs> i was like and now we can move on to the next area right? <laughs> like, I've, I've completed this game so many times and the late his roommate was like yeah i bet you can't see one bet you can't beat it one city and i was like oh well then i'll just jump over to star road really quick complete the star roads back road into bowser if you go to the world uh, the door two and the door seven the easiest path to take then you take the very simple in the dark back door pro- uh, pathway at the end and then you beat bowser was, dude my was, record's like two hours that's awesome right <clears throat> it was just phenomenal i I just yeah, I slayed it. I was in the zone. It was one of those moments where, as like a kid, I, I could. I wish I got when I was a kid because he might have appreciated a little bit more. But as an adult, I can go. That was for you, little buddy. My little buddy inside of me is like, thanks, man. And I'm like, you, you make him. John's gonna spend like the next nine days at his girlfriend's in Florida. That his fiance's in Florida, trying to do all the shit you did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, like the videos I watch on like some people playing Mario Maker, I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys get crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Some of those levels like, are impossible. Well, some of them you have to like literally utilize like all of the assets, even the assets that are supposed to hurt you. So you're bouncing off those by doing spins and shit. And you're like, I saw one guy that I playing, Rad Rob, who hosts this. He was, you know, he comes out the gate, he spun up off a of flying, like um, the flying 
flowers to jump onto one platform and then split off the top of the block mm-hmm. to hit the other open thing so that we could go up another thing. It was crazy. And that I, was just the first thing. I was like, And I shit. saw a bit, uh, level a couple days ago that on Mario Maker where like you intentionally had to shrink yourself because it gave you just long enough of an invincibility yeah. period across the – yeah, like – well, that's how the third, the third level of this stage, as you're falling, you have to make sure you get yourself to little. So that way, when you get to the third part of the stage, you can get through the little maze things. You can oh only get through God. it. If oh, you, it's ridiculous like, what they yeah. go through. And I look at what I did playing just regular Super Mario World, like I'm a novice compared to these other guys. Yeah, right? and that's what I'm like. So it's funny. Uh, but we've talked enough Super Mario World now. Of course, uh, Joe, once again, thanks, buddy, for having me over. You didn't uh, you know, leave me out in the cold. Make sure I was by myself on Thanksgiving. I had somebody yeah. go scoop. I wasn't alone. I was well, alone. we had like a we had a sixteen pound turkey. Like that Ooh. was. We had ham in a, a debate on whether or not ham is healthier than turkey. And it's like you know, my thirteen mm-hmm. years in health and fitness have no fucking say in the matter whatsoever. You know, I don't know. Fuck, I'm talking, you know, about. talking about. So I had to, so I had to, had to pull up the goobs. You were kidding. You were taking us to the gun show when you got into your studio this morning, but yeah, you don't know anything. I don't know anything, goddammit. <laughs> he's like he's like going to close the door, and I can just see how vascular he is. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Matt knows it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, that being said, so it sounds like you had yourself a lively conversation. You know, everyone was chill at Joe's place. We did not follow. Uh, Dr. Fauci's orders or whoever orders of 10 people. Did we? I don't know if we had 10 people there. No, we had nine people. Nine people. We were just everything was in regulations. Don't start quoting that evil ne'er do well next door. Well, we beat them. That's all that matters. Yes. We beat them at the game. You can check them out. But we're back, guys, for another edition of South Park. This is the season four review, the beginning of it, episode number one. If you have not listened, to the previous season three reviews, or you're, maybe you're just getting started now. You just discovered our podcast. Well, guess what? They're all available. The whole first season available, audio format only. Just search Suck My Balls, a South Park review on all of your podcast outlets, and you can download it and put it in your pocket and take it anywhere with you. Okay? If you want video format, we'll start in season two. We started video. So all of season two and all of season three views have video, of course, with podcast format. And then Joe joined us in like season three. He was like, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? I'll join you permanent. He did a lot of guest spots. So you'll get to hear Joe's – you get to see Joe's journey mm-hmm. into putting my balls in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Putting mine and Scoop's balls into your mouth. I should be correct. Sorry, sorry, my neck. His are salty. His are vinegary. Yeah, just, yeah. anyway, uh, for those not watching on video, uh, mines are salty. Uh, let's get into the season four beginning. The season four episode number one. And I am a little salty this morning. As uh, these boys can attest, I've worked all night. A little mm-hmm. cranky. And I'm like, can we just start yeah, this podcast? I'm a little cranky. I'm sorry. Okay. I I would be too if I had to watch Dallas television for an evening. Ah, uh, no, I got shifted. I got lucky. I ended up watching Denver last night. Oh, nice. Um, so it wasn't that bad. But the Tooth Fairy episode, or as the actual title of the episode, which I didn't even know, it's called the Tooth Fairy Tats. Now I knew about the number, but I want we'll get to that in a second. But the Tooth Fairy Tats 
is the name of the episode. So it's called the Tooth Fairy Tats, quote unquote, number 2000. Now, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this and tell you why it's called 2000. This was going to be a section of our trivia or pop culture. Uh, but the reason why it's called 2000 is at that point in time, everybody was naming their shows 2000. That's right. Was, I remember this was a that. fucking stab mm-hmm. at that. For the first four episodes, if you look at it, they're all called, they'll all end with a 2000. Yeah. So they're all, they're making fun of that, that everybody was on that 2000 craze. Mm-hmm. So this is called the Tooth Fairy Tats 2000. Now, I, let's go ahead and start this off right away. Can someone tell me why the Tats part is there? Did anybody get that? I was just going to ask the same thing because I don't know if I saw a single reference to tattoos in the entire episode. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. <clears throat> It's like unless like the tooth fairy tats, like what is right. the tooth fairy do? Is like is it referring to the tooth fairies doing something? Me, I I don't or know. Is it, oh, hold on, hold on. Or is it like supposed to be like a play on the word tails, but instead of tails, it's tats? I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking really outside the box here. But I I really didn't find anything on that. I mean, I guess we could look up the word. What is mm-hmm. is there a, a Latin word for tats? Uh, Tats delicatessen. That's a, uh, it's a well, East Coast deli, apparently. Well, Seattle. when we finally get big enough to get Matt and Trey on here, we can ask them. Ooh, what if it's because you know Cartman uses tits? You know, uh, what if it's like tits? You know, tits. Oh, uh, what if that's tits how they spell again? tits? That's a good point. the sensor or the network. So then that would be the Tooth Fairy's tits. 2000. Yeah. Okay. Good, good call, Scoop. That's why we're all here. Right. Like my boss podcast to figure it out together. We can we can work for a better tomorrow. We can work for a better today. Hand in hand that you can see the future begins with the you and me. So the Tooth Fairy Tats 2000 is the first episode of season four the, and the 49th overall episode of South Park. Um, and it's, of course, our 52nd. It aired on April 5th, 2000. When Cartman discovers the Tooth Fairy is paying a premium price for lost teeth, he and the boys seize the opportunity to make some cash. They act as entrepreneurs and build a thriving business by appropriating teeth from the less fortunate. And, uh, of course, when they attempt to expand their racket, they'll come face-to-face with the mob boss himself. But before we get there, the Tooth Fairy uh, the, the show, the episode, if you will, starts off. You know, Cartman's going to sleep. Uh, and he's, uh, of course, going to be expecting some money from the Tooth Fairy. Now, when Cartman wakes up, he realizes that he's been visited, and the Tooth Fairy has left him two dollars. Nothing wonderful has happened. What is it, Snookums? Not look, the Tooth Fairy. I put a tooth under my pillow, and she gave me two dollars. She's only given me a lousy quarter before. Oh my! She must think that you are a very special little muffin. Yeah, this is so tits. Uh, he runs downstairs initially, tells his mom, and he's like, Mom, Mom, check it out. I got $2. And she's like, oh, well, the Tooth Fairy must have uh, known that you were, you know, a good boy or you're a big boy or whatever. Stupid phrasing was. And he's like, yeah, tits. So he runs out. You know, he runs to the bus stop. And we see all of our classic three other characters. Kyle Kenny stand hanging out. You guys, you guys, you guys. Last night, I put my money under my tooth pillow, and the Tooth Fairy came, and she gave me. Two dollars. Two dollars. Whoa. Whoa. Normally when the tooth fairy comes, I only get you know fifty cents. And then I like this next part. Carbon says, I have an idea that is totally tits. Totally what? 
Look, I don't know why the Tooth Fairy's being so cool to me. Maybe she's hot for me, I don't know. But if we all chip in with teeth, then I can hide them under my pillow and we can get enough money to buy a Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast? You guys, you guys, look at I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the Tooth Fairy's hot for me or something. <laughs> That's Such a good part. line to start off this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's very half of me. But if we put out the money under my pillow, we can get a Sega Dreamcast. A Sega Dreamcast. Has. Whoa! Sega Dreamcast. As we kind of talked off air, and I wanted to save for here because I wanted to talk about it. Sega Dreamcast, you guys, came out in Japan in 98 and came out in the United States in 99. And it was a pretty popular console. Now, at this point, I had just gotten the console for Christmas. Like, my dad got it for us because it came out in September. Yeah, well, it came. Here's why, though. This is how you do it. It came out in September, right? It was like either around October. We were at my dad's friend house, his uh, Eric, rest in peace. Uh, we were at his, his house, and Eric had a Dreamcast, and we were playing NBA 2K. And when you played that game, when you make the shift from PlayStation to that, my dad was like, whoa. And I basically bothered him after that. And I was like, dad, you can get a Dreamcast and you can play basketball too. So he eventually got us a Dreamcast. But I I didn't get that Dreamcast. Uh, Did I say I got it for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I think I – yeah, I got it for Christmas. That was definitely – because I didn't get more games until my birthday, which was in March. I think we got – NBA 2K. I think that was the only game I had for three months. Um, But yeah, we had that game. So Dreamcast, unfortunately, ended up being the death of Sega. Uh, I mean, I I mean, realistically, it started with the Saturn, and that's because uh, Sega put it set at a way too high of price and also rushed it out. Um, Because if they had just stayed on their schedule and not rushed out the console, uh, even at a $399 price, it might still have been able to thrive in the market itself if the developers had enough time to push content out for them and create a great launch. You know what I mean? Uh, So who knows? But I enjoyed my Dreamcast because I had one, and I'm enjoying my Sega Saturn now. Uh, Scoop, did you have a Dreamcast eventually at all? No, me and my dad, I tried to, mm. same thing like you, I tried to convince my dad to get them because they had a baseball game. And you could totally tell who they were by their faces and everything at the time. Mm. It looked so dope. But then when I told him the price, he was like, oh. And next thing I know, I've got like a Super Nintendo or a fucking, that's when I think I got Xbox. It's interesting. Your dad went Xbox instead when it's realistically was probably about the same price because i want to say by christmas time the dreamcast had dropped to 199 right yeah but they didn't have any they didn't have very many titles 13 or 14 games maybe yeah you had like what crazy taxi jet set radio you had the sports games however how many how many ever there were and that that takes up a lot of that library your 13 Mm -hmm. launch titles right there's probably at least a good five or six sports games from baseball football soccer hockey whatever you know what i mean there were the three. They had NBA, NHL, and NFL 2K for okay. the launch, I think. The launch. But I mean, you know, months later, he's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. December, he was saying there wasn't a lot. There was only like 13 to 16 titles at that point. Right. So, And a lot of Power those made up were sports. You know what I mean? Power Stone was a launch title. Power Stone. So good. <laughs> well, Sega Dreamcast was uh, unfortunately um, – Sega's undoing and it will 
unfortunately be the lost goal here in this episode as we'll get to so as we mentioned Cartman's stoked they come up with an idea that if they put the money under the pillow as we mentioned get a Sega Dream Gas and they try to convince Cartman I'm sorry they try to convince Kenny come on Kenny because uh, they basically kind of go around the horn like it's Danica like well I've lost all my baby teeth and they look over at Kenny and they're like come on Kenny and Cartman's like come on Kenny don't you want to see the Dreamcast Kenny doesn't want to at that point. I like, wait a minute, you know, I don't want to get my teeth pulled out and whatnot. So, uh, was like, all right, guys, Kenny's in. So, they cut to the next scene. They're at school now. And this is where we get the brand new introduction, a brand new character added to South Park. One of South Park's now, uh, I would say, a cultural icon of a character. If you think about it, if you want to look back over the course of animation, where they, what at that point too, and even in 2000, and even now, realistically, if you look at it from an animation or just any type of television uh, character, uh, they were really able to go ahead and push the boundaries by putting someone who's not only quote unquote uh, disabled because of their lack of able to walk. Right. Uh, but also from a mental capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so they were one of the first, I want to say, shows to really kind of give a platform or show that it's not doesn't have to be all negative you know they can turn something uh, that's supposed to be a, a shortcoming uh, of an individual and make it turn into a positive light so timmy 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 they get the advise this plan guys that timmy is going to be tied to one end of the string and the other end of the string it's going to be in kate's mouth <laughs> Because this always works. You know what I'm saying? Always. Always, bro. Come on. Uh, <laughs> didn't your mom do the thing where she, you know, tied a string to the end of your loose tooth and then slammed the door when you were a kid? No, I always just pulled mine out. Mm. Joe, do you ever get your No. Um, My parents never did that. So either. most of the teeth I lost got pulled out by the mm. doctor while I was asleep, but the first one. That was like actually pulled you out. Asleep? Would you go it? Would you, like it was like a medical surgery or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it was like to make room for braces and crap because like oh, my teeth just man. didn't. My teeth just didn't want to come out. But like the first one, I lost without having to like, you know, do anything like that. I was losing teeth until like high school. It was weird, but. You described that. I thought you were saying like you were like one day my mom took me to the dentist and she was like, remove his teeth. And they no, were like, no. put him under. <laughs> no, like, it was uh, you went to a fucking fancy dentist. No, my um, it was like I had a loose tooth and it wouldn't come out. So my uncle just gives me a can of beer, says, here, drink some of this. I take a swig of it and then he just fucking yanks the fucker out. Makes sense. Checks out. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. I mean, maybe it's just me. And maybe that's why they say don't pull it out. But if you wiggle it out and it kind of naturally falls out, it doesn't bleed. If you pull it out, it will bleed. So, yeah. like, my parents would be like, when your parents tell you to don't wiggle it or don't mess with it, it's actually wrong. If you do wiggle it, that you're actually loosening it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's actually better to wiggle it rather than pull it out. Right. Um, I'm just saying pointing that out but maybe it's just because your parents want to hold on to the tooth so they don't want you to lose it i don't know that my well my cousin was bragging about having lost his and then as we're gonna find out parents like to lie to us when we we're kids here so mm -hmm. um in this episode after that uh they are you know they're, i'm sorry as they continue on the playground uh 
they are talking about, okay, can you get ready? We're going to do this. And the butter shows up. Hey guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, Hey butters for, we're going to, we're trying to get a tooth right now. And butters is like, Oh, well, I, I've got a loose tooth right here. And they're like, Oh, can we get, can we have it from you? And butters is like, Oh, the way Stan has it, butters, can we have it from you? Uh, well, well, gosh, no guys, I got to put it under my pillow and I got to get uh, the tooth fairy brings me 50 cents. Uh, so after Butters leaves, they devise a plan. Wait a minute. We can just steal the tooth from Butters. We don't have to yank Kenny's teeth through that. And they're like, okay, all right, let's get going. And as soon as they say go, Timmy's like, go. And he takes mm. off. Go, Timmy, go. Yeah, Timmy. No, Timmy, wait. Finish with Timmy. Oh. <laughs> 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 you guys, I can see Kenny's little pangling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, pulls on Kenny. Uh, doesn't kill Kenny here, but Kenny gets pulled out of his coat naked. <laughs> I can see Kenny little penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so at, it's at this point that now they devise this plan, right? And they're like, okay, we, you know, we gotta uh, let's go see if we can get this from Butter. So they have Cartman dress up. As the Tooth Fairy, which they even point out. They're like, why do we choose the fattest kid as the, the Tooth Fairy? Because they have Cartman on a, a wooden uh, – what's the word I'm looking for, Joe? What are they What are they doing here to Cartman? Um, they're like basically ballasting him. Or there like- you go. I'm looking for that word. They're using a ballast right, to mm-hmm. hold up the Cartman as if he's floating. So he comes through Butter's window mm-hmm. – I am the Tooth Fairy. And Butters opens it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Fairy. I'll go back to bed. Do not open your eyes until morning, or else I will kick you in the nuts. Squaw in the nuts. Yes, ma'am. I will kick you in the nuts. Seriously. <laughs> and then but Miss here, Butters. Yes, ma'am. So he keeps his eye closed and. So they got the money. They got the tooth. Put it back under Cartman's pillow. Cartman comes back. And they say, you guys, you guys, you guys. Did it work? For dollars. <laughs> you guys, we're on our way to getting a Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast. So then, now it quickly cuts back over to Cartman's mom. Okay, so she calls the ADA or the dentist or whoever. Some, either her dentist or a member of the dentist uh, association. And she says, is it normal for my son to have lost, like, what is it, 100, 200? 115. 115 teeth. And <laughs> Scoop, what is she saying? She, oh, yeah. That's the one he asked, is your son an alligator? <laughs> right. Is no? your son a- and then he's like, well, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. Because the <laughs> about to be. <laughs> it's like, why would you ask that question if you can't help? Is your son by chance an alligator? Uh, no. Your son wouldn't happen to be an alligator, would he? No? Hmm, I see. Well, I'm afraid I can't help you right now. The American Dental Association convention is this week, but as soon as I get back, I'll look into it. Oh, thank you. Freebie next week. What? Maybe uh, if by chance it was an alligator, he was going to help. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Maybe. Uh, maybe if it was like, yes, my son is an alligator. Well, then it's completely normal, ma'am. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because yeah, I think it is normal for alligators and sharks to just have like rows of teeth like that. Mm. And yeah, then okay. just like kind of snap off like twigs. Right. Well, he mentions, as Scoop said, uh, I can't t- help you right now. I have to go to a news con. I have to go to a dental conference this weekend, but I'll be happy to take care of it <laughs> or address it when I get back. 
Okay. Right. So uh, it's at this point, uh, I, you know, uh, we then go to Leanne and she decides mm-hmm. to come clean with Cartman because what happens is Cartman walks in the room and he goes, Ma, I think you said it right. She's buried. They didn't give me any money. Somebody call the police. And so <laughs> <laughs> she has to explain to him that the Tooth Fairy is not real. No. And Kyra, Kyra's like, she's like, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of all the Tooth Fairy, oh, hold on, she says, unfortunately, because all the teeth you lost, uh, I, I've had to give you all my money, and uh, now I don't have any money, we can't go grocery shopping for a whole month. And then Kyra's like, <laughs> yeah, next thing you're going to tell me that the Easter Bunny and whatever, said Santa Claus aren't real. And then, like, she just goes quiet. And, oh, you're serious, mother. And uh, you guys, let's get into some character breakdown here, okay? Because as you mentioned, you started to mention their scoop. Joe, Cartman kind of realized that he's been lied to here by his mom, and he's upset about it. Do you find – do you think this could have been the first crack in the armor, more so of Cartman's downfall and to rebellion here? Because at this point, I mean, he had had outbursts, but he wasn't too bad, you know? You're serious. There really is no tooth fairy? No, honey. It's just – how could you lie to me, Mother? Lie right to my face. Oh, Eric, it's just part of being a child. How can I trust you? How can I trust anyone ever again, Mother? I guess that to make it in this life, I can only trust myself. Myself and Willick and Spare, of course. Eric, Eric, wait! No, Mother! No more lies! I don't know if this was, like, the first moment. The last straw is what I'm thinking. This yeah, is the last I was going to say, I think this was more the tipping point, the breaking point, like, in um, like, in Death Wish, where, like, Charles Bronson, finally that's enough, and that's when he starts, like, going on his killing spree. You know, his killing spree of revenge, because, you know, death, killing people is okay when it's in the name of revenge. The name of revenge. Right. No, I mean, that's a good point. I think, though, yeah. that Cartman, you know, he, he'd had some outbursts in different Yeah, yeah. He wasn't too bad. He was just kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Kind of an yeah, animal. it was. Anything, his friends made fun of him, and yet they kind of gave you reason. Okay, well, this is why he kind of latches back. And right. He doesn't have a dad, you know, where so you kind of cut him a little bit of slack here. But this and is was, kind, yeah. of, kind of like that tipping point because now the one person – who Cartman's been able to really trust and count on right. has now as well lied to him. Right, and right. To- and he's like been a spoiled brat the entire show, which like I guess you kind of maybe put your parents on a pedestal when they're like spoiling you like that. So that could like that's like yeah. that is a huge moment like because it's like, well, it, it's – a little bit of infallibility and it it does like breed that little bit of mistrust and well if i can't trust her about this what can i trust her about you know initially initially i mean of course he knows that his mom is a whore as we found out not only in the movie but in other episodes and even right here she alludes to it when she's singing to him or whatever telling the story and he's mm-hmm. like come on John, tell me again no sweetie i have to save my voice mommy has to save her voice for work tonight uh, so even when she talked to the dentist, freebie next Wednesday or freebie on Wednesdays. So like uh-huh. she was really putting her horror or horror herself mm-hmm. out here. Uh, but unfortunately for Cartman, he does realize that he was lied to. So now the, the next morning, his friends are waiting from outside and, uh, he walks out angrily, quietly. 
Well, what happened, Carmen? I didn't get any money. What do you mean we didn't get any money? It's over. What do you mean it's over? We're only $167 away from a second Dreamcast. You guys. And then like the, the sad music kicks in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I did this. You guys. This toothpaste is not real, okay? Yeah, I said it. What? Toothpaste is not real. Your mom, my mom, all of my parents, they made it up, okay? Uh, they made it up. And then, uh, you know, he, he argues back and forth with Kyle and says, look, my mom gave all gave me so much money that now we're bankrupt and we're poor like Kenny's family. And then this is a great line. Kenny puts his hand on the shoulder. Don't touch me, Kenny. <laughs> but now my mom's giving us so much money that she's bankrupt and we're poor like Kenny. Don't touch me, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's trying to console him. Like, now we're poor like Kenny's family. And Kenny's like, oh, don't touch me, Kenny. But this isn't, this isn't the first time as we'll find out that uh, Cartman is not the poor kid in Skew. I'm not, because I'm not the poor kid in Cartman tells them, go home and ask your parents. So Kyle runs home immediately, goes and talks to his dad. Hey, dad, Tooth Fairy is so real, huh? Like, Tooth Fairy is so real, <laughs> huh, dad? Like, all, yeah. And his dad's like, Kyle, why don't you sit down? Let me tell you a story. Let me have a talk. Oh, you, you did lie to me. You did lie to me. This is so awesome. Ger- yeah, Gerald explains to him, look, Kyle, it's just it's just things that we as adults do to have fun with kids. This fun? Does this look fun, Dad? Do I look like I'm having any fun here? Kyle, adults make up those things because they're fun for children. Fun for children? Fun for children? Look at me, Dad. I don't even know what's real anymore. And I was like, good point. That's a great point here because realistically, as a kid, I didn't really like being lied to. And if I, I said if I ever had kids, I wouldn't play the game. Now, I'm not going to like uh, obligatory come out and be like, wait till they're old enough to stand words. By the way, all these things are fake. Like, I'm not going to do that. But like, if they come home and ask me like point blank, I'm not going to be like, no, it's not true. Santa Claus is real. Like if a kid came home at seven or eight, mm-hmm. if I had a kid and they came up and asked me that, I'd be like, uh, well, Santa Claus was real, a real person. And every year we celebrate his memory, but nobody is actually coming down your chimney. But don't tell your friends because they like magic and you don't want to be the spoiler of magic, do you? Like you got to do it something like that, right? But you got to at right. least explain to the kid like he's not real. Like no one's coming down your chimney. Come on. <laughs> like and there's no Easter bunny. And there's no fairy in the middle of the night. Like you gotta be, you gotta level with the kids. If you treat the kid with respect, then the kid will respect you when they're an adult. Atlantis isn't real. At least that's how I felt because my dad never really like treated me like with kid gloves on. Like he talked to me, and now as an adult, I appreciate him even more because my dad never like bullshitted me like that. Then again, like he never told me lies. But when I did come home that one day and ask him, hey, is Santa Claus real? He was like, that's the story he told me. You know, hey, well, you know, he was real at one point in time. There was a person named Chris Kringle. We don't have any historical evidence that he had reindeer and was able to fly. He was a toy maker and he did give out to children in his town and they've taken that story and now we celebrate. So that, that was the kind of story I was told as a kid. And then my dad said, but hey, if you go to school and tell your friends that Santa Claus is not real, they might A, be mad that you tell them that ruined and B, now they're mad at you. You don't have any friends. And once your dad tells you that you don't have any friends, you're like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. I was now, kind of or, the same thing a little bit. Right. Or you can, I've heard other parents tell them, well, now that you know, you have to be in on the secret too, right? You know what I mean? Or you have to, you're the guardian now of the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. on the torch. You're part of the club. Well, <laughs> the Reinstein. 
your instinct. You have spoken already, Cass. Back into the end. You guys, I told you that meat crime was a bad word. Uh, <laughs> you spoke in the word of swear. You spoke in the word one of the deadly words of the curse. Um, so, so back to this episode. So Kyle's pissed. Now he runs away. Now Kyle, and we'll get into this now because Kyle starts having and begins his own uh, subplot here as he's searching for his own existence. He starts to question his own existence throughout the episode. And I'm just going to kind of allude to it here because it does it two or three times. And I don't want to break off from the other scenes that it's uh, what things that are going on, but you know, he's reading different books. Am I real? What if I'm not even real? What if everything, what if I'm just an idea in someone's <laughs> mind? Like fucking, uh, you know, Kyle really gets into like the, the meta of the mind and how we are all as chemicals and, uh, conscious, if you will, and that these are bodies. I mean, here's what we all have to believe. Okay. Whether you believe in God or not, you all have to, you have to believe, because if you believe in God, then you just believe that, that your soul is what makes up inside your body, right? If you don't believe up your, if you don't believe in God, you think it's, you know, it's a, a made up of chemicals and, um, uh, energy molecules, if you will, and the body is that vessel. So we can all agree that quote unquote is the, the body, the body is the vessel, right? So, in this instance here, Kyle is starting to come to that realization as well. What if I'm not real? What if everything is not, you know, everything isn't real and the, you know, the conscious itself, that's kind of what he gets into what he learns about, like in his post monologue speech here at the end. But that's kind of what ends up happening with Kyle throughout this episode. He starts reading all these books on higher consciousness. Um, stuff that my dad made me read. Like I read, I've read, not the books that he read, obviously, because those are made up books in the show. But um, like, so I, my dad made me read like self help books, higher consciousness books, because he was into that and stuff like that. So I always like this part of the episode here, especially when you're baked I'm watching this episode. Like, Kyle is the best character in this episode to be baked and watching him talk about it. Shit. What if I'm not real? What if I'm still ready? And you're like, yeah, yeah, Kyle. Wow. I'm digging what you're laying down, brother. Right, brother. Lay it down on me, brother. Brother, softly, brother. So the next day, now the kids are all disappointed now, knowing that the tooth fairy is not real. Well, Stan shows up, and he's got a great idea. He's like, guys, what? It, like, like how we got the tooth fairy from Butters? What if we just get the uh, the the money after the tooth has been placed, right? So basically, we can start a business to where we show up, mm-hmm. and after the kid goes to bed, we sneak in, we swap out the, mo- the, the money, and you know we'll leave them whatever fifty cents, and they take the bigger check. So they come up with they what they believe is this great business opportunity. Okay, so now they start targeting other people, and in the middle of this, um, <laughs> other people show up. Another group of kids, and now you've got two tooth fairies on ballasts, and they're playing chicken, fighting each other. And Cartman's fighting. The other kid's like, "Your dress looks stupid." At least let my dad look like whatever. So he makes fun of him, and they start fighting. And then the kid opens up his um, window, and the kid is like, "Oh, hi, Miss Fairies. I didn't lose any teeth." Uh, right now, but I sure have been a good boy. Shut up! Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good boy. So the plan was on uh, Stan Cartman, 
Jamie and Kyle's side, their their plan, their stand was was to place the tooth fairy under the pillow, right? Uh, just a regular tooth, in hopes that the parents would give them the money. And these other kids were like, "We've been doing this for two years. You know, you need to come back and see the boss." Okay, first of all, there was four kids on their end, right? There wasn't; they didn't outnumber them. Okay, so right. why did Cartman? Kenny Kyle Stan willingly follow him to the boss. Now I get it. Maybe there was some curiosity there, but if it was us four, bro, and we were pulling off sort of some sort of scheme, and some other team showed up, and they weren't threatening us in that kind of way, and they're like, "You're gonna need to talk to the boss," I'd be like, "You can talk to this boss, bitch!" And like I would be like, "We're fucking out of here!" Like I would have followed them back. Like, what to are you their fucking, do? What am I gonna follow them back to their crime syndicate? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, one of my dreams has always been of being a made man, so I may have gone with them. Okay, well, interesting. At least we know what Joe's into. Now, I'm a proxy. I'll just stay, I'll just stay on being a proxy. You know what I mean? I get to be hang out with the mob people, but when shit goes down, I just I don't need to be around it anyway. <laughs> the brains, you know, putting out there. <laughs> so you gonna uh, move cars for him, kid? Uh, yeah, I'll move cars. I'll move cars. I'll become, you know, you move up from a, pro- a proxy. And- well, you move up from a proxy to like a consultant, a consulier. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I don't mind being a consulier. Again, not necessarily in the mob, but you know, a counsel to the mob. It's like yeah, politicians. Okay. Scoop knows what I'm talking about. Scoop 2028 running for president, Joe. You, you're gonna vote for him, right? Yeah, I mean, I voted for Kanye. <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you want to be in the cabinet, you're voting for him. So duh, you know, uh, you know, we got, he's running for president. Scoop's running for president. Uh, you know, he tried to get me on board to be vice. I declined. Uh, I'm going for a secretary of agricultural and uh, hemp manufacturing. <laughs> Basically I want to be the guy who oversees weed. You want uh, to join me? You can be my chief of staff. Oh, see, I was going to be the SBA to make sure that like, Outback Steakhouse didn't mm-hmm. get millions of dollars the okay. next time there's a loan. Okay, okay, uh, that's fair. But I feel like we could get other people to do that, and we could do the fun stuff. <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. Okay, small uh, business is fun. I've been doing that since I was twelve. Okay, <laughs> you have fun with that. I'm going to be getting high. Out okay. of well, hey, hey, doing hey, integrity bullshit. No, dispensaries are small business, so I will be helping you. That's great, but you will not be getting as high as much as I am, so I win. (laughs) (laughs) Says you. Uh, Yeah, says me. You have to crunch the numbers at some point and do shit. I'm going to be like, Tally, this is good shit. This is good shit. (laughs) That's going to be my fucking job. And then Scoop will call me in the office and I'll be like, what's the good shit? And I'll be like, this is good shit. And then that's my job. (laughs) You're going to walk around with Tegri. I swear to God, if you start walking around with cans of air, I will send you to rehab you will not get to see washcloth uh, well you know what scoop's gonna legalize snow so that's what's gonna happen as well okay you need dagger now without the weed (laughs) oh my god if they legalize snow there will be well they've already legalized small amounts of it in oregon right like along with uh heroin and methamphetamine and mushrooms I thought it was decriminalized, not legalized. Right. They decriminalized it up to a certain amount, though. Yeah, you, yeah. You can have it. So it's only a matter right. of time. It, it's basically the way but I you know we're going to – you know they're going to legalize shrooms and acid first, but they'll oh, be yeah, here no, in Colorado. The way I understand it in 
Oregon is it's written up kind of like where it is in Portugal, where if you get caught with those drugs, they send you to rehab instead of jail. That's fine. You should do yeah. that. If you have a, if you get caught with like heroin and meth, uh, you probably should go to rehab. Yeah, I, uh, I'd rather call, you go to the meth. If you get place. caught with a couple bumps of coke and you be like, hey, bro, I was going for a party. Eh, I don't think you should go to rehab for that. <laughs> Just right, saying. no, but that should like, yeah, hey, uh, especially when everybody stuff. in politics says, and everybody we we don't want to dive too deep into stooging, but we know that there's a lot of people in both entertainment, business, music, and wrestling like to partake in a little bit of bump. So, a little bit of bump. So, now the boys, as we mentioned, they've decided they've elected to go back to the mob boss's uh lair, which apparently his name is Lugi. And he's an Italian mob boss. <laughs> his parents mm-hmm. own the spaghetti uh, restaurant. Oh, my mister. My my parents are out front, mister. We'll get into that later. But uh, so he's like, my, my, my associates, my, my associates tell me that you uh, were uh, invading into my territory tonight. Uh, you know, does the whole uh, mob boss uh, voice. And how was that kid not in Nambla last season? Like, if there was anyone that had that Marlon <laughs> Black down, Nambla, it was Nambla, little Nambla, Nambla, Nambla is this season, and he actually is in there. We'll get to it. We'll get oh. to it. I think I'm so. Watching. But he is, but Nambla is this season. We haven't gotten to Nambla. It's season four. Oh. Yeah. That's actually at a border, and I'm stoned. That's part. That's actually part one that takes place of Mr. Garrison's three part arc in this season, where he comes out as a homosexual. Because in that episode, you find you want to be my friend. That's true. We can hang out. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get there. In a few, in a I'm few sorry. Times. It's okay. So they, they basically what ends up happening is Lugi breaks it down that his older brother did it before, and his and his older brother before him did it before. And they've been doing this tooth fairy crime syndicate. And he's like, let me, let me ask you a question. When you, uh, before you put the tooth in, how are you going to tell the parents? And they're like, ha, you don't even know the, the tooth trade. And Stan's like, tooth trade? He's like, what you got to do? You put the, first of all, we keep track of all the houses in the area. Like it goes through everything. We keep track of all the houses in the area, how many times we've hit them up. We put the tooth under the pillow. We put the, a note outside the door. Then we collect the teeth. And we make sure not to hit up the same houses within a two-month span. And then they collect the profit. It's sorted out by distribution and weight and age and size. And there's never enough teeth. And uh, so then he makes them an offer to join them. And they're like, well, what if we don't? He's like, he's like I'll make you an offer. What to do with you? Uh, I'm going to have you uh, run the South Park crime syndicate. Stan says, what, ha- what happens if we don't do it? And he holds up a knife and he says, I chop off your penises. And then <laughs> it goes into like, if you don't work for you, have my penis chopped off. Work for you, have my penis cut off. Hmm, work for you, have my penis cut off. Work for you, have my penis cut off. Cartman, how much do we get if we work for you? I'll cut you in at 2%. 2%? Have my penis cut off. 2%? We're in. And Stan's like, well, what's our cut? And he's like, I'll give you 2%. He's like, give me 2%. Have my penis cut off. Give me 2%. Have my penis Stan's like, we'll do it. So... They take over, and it's like immediately, immediately following that, now they're fucking loaded, right? They walk into school. They're wearing pimp outfits. Kenny's apparently, you know, wearing a pimp suit. He's got a little cane and shit. He walks up. They walk up to the chef in the cafeteria. Hey, chef, 
let me get two helpings of desserts. Well, children, uh, uh, two helpings cost extra. No worry, keep the change. My lord, children, there's about $15 here. <laughs> that's a big deal. There's about $15 here. Well, you third, third grader, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I was hustling. So no. I guess you're right. That is that is a lot. But I could hustle out $6 from a, a dozen donuts at that age, which I was doing. So right. uh, then I bought day old for $2 from Albertsons. Uh, so that being said, the kids uh, are told from chef, you're not doing drugs, are you? And they're like, no, they, they say it in like rhythm. There's a time and place for drugs and it's called college. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he's like, let me sing you a little bit of song about drugs, which has nothing to do with drugs. We're just going to, we'll mm-hmm. play here for you on the podcast. We can't play for you on YouTube. I'm going to tell you about when I was your age and got off a drug. Ooh, come on now. Hey, kid, you want to try some dope? What? Come on, kid. Don't you want to get high? Hey, man, I don't need dope. Let me sing you a little song. I can't wait until I grow up and when you get big and strong. Because when it does, I'm going to bust and make love to your man all night long. I'm going to make love to your man in about 10 years. What? What the hell is he talking about? And this toothpick is going to turn into an old tree. Uh, I'm going to knock you down, knock you up, Shut knock up. you over, knock you all around. It has nothing to do about drugs. It just has to do about Chef wanting to have sex with little Yolanda. When I get out big and strong, I'll put my thing on laying alone. So he basically talks about wanting to have like, but it's funny because these kids walk up down the street, they're like, Hey, you want to try some weed or dope? And then he, he breaks out into a song, and even the kids are like, What the hell's going on? <laughs> as Chef singing to them as a kid, and then uh, eventually stand and then have to break, you know, yell at him, Chef, 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 look. We're not doing drugs. All right. Well, children, no, no matter what, uh, you know, like they always say, money can't bring you happiness, but yeah, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> that was, I guess true. That's true. And then they leave and he says, Man, I gotta call that little girl. She's a fine ass little girl. So that, that's at least we got a chef appearance in right. this episode. And, and I like uh, how kid chef had the hat. That's right. And when they go back in the uh yeah, in the flashback, Kid Chef has the chef's hat. Yep. Right. So after this, they cut over now to the American Dental Association conference that our dental alluded to earlier in the episode. <laughs> and uh, they're all having a conference. And the main guy who took the phone call says that, you know, there's suspicion about missing teeth and missing money. And this leads Dr. Roberts, that being his name, conclude the fact that the culprit is a giant half chicken half squirrel that steals either teeth or money from children as they sleep in order to build some kind of giant nest for a genetically superior and potentially dangerous offspring and has, get this, at least a mild understanding of algebra. Uh, This is great now that we go back and look at this because this is the early onset of Man Bear Pig, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because you've got half chicken, half squirrel. Half chicken, half squirrel. We believe that there can be only one logical reason for all of this. A giant half-chicken, half-squirrel that steals either teeth or money from children as they sleep in order to build some kind of giant nest for its genetically superior and potentially dangerous offspring. We believe also that this creature would have at least a mild understanding of algebra. (laughs) It's got a rooster head. It's really what it is. It's not really – I mean it looks more like a rooster, but they call it chicken. Mm-hmm. It's got the body of a chicken on top and the squirrel body on bottom. And oh. uh, 
Mr. Foley is what he's alluded to, his name. He stands up and he goes, I think I have a more logical explanation. Oh, Mr. Foley, why don't you go ahead and enlighten us? <laughs> and he's like, I think what we probably have here is some sort of upper level black market tooth scheme. And then, you know, where kids are collecting the teeth and then trading it for monetary purposes. Oh, Mr. Foley, you and your wackadits, whatever he says, your crazy theories. And everyone laughs at him. And I'm like, what? What? This is actually kind of spot on. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Like, this guy already figured it out. And then Mr. Foley argues with him back and forth. And he's like, you know what? Fine. I'll go off and do this. And I'll be able to get this solved by myself in three weeks. Fine. You go do, uh, do that. We'll tend to more important matters. Now, the half chicken, half squirrel. And he goes back into his. Right. I just found it and, hilarious. They did a whole fucking. The guy does a whole presentation on a half fucking chicken, half squirrel. I like the attention and detail there, where Doctor Foley like cites Montreal specifically because if anyone right, is, says, like knows the criminal underworld and anything like that, Montreal is actually a really big hotbed for for La Cosa Nostra, the Italian mafia, really? and all that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, if you look up the uh, death of Dino Bravo, that was all uh, dealings with the mob. Oh, that's right. I, that's right. That was a great Vice special. You're right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good. Um, but basically, to to clear that up, be, uh, what the um, dentist guy, as you referred to, I forgot that line. He does mention, he goes, I've seen this happen before. And Dr. Roberts goes, where? He goes, in Montreal. He goes, <laughs> and where, pray tell, is this Montreal you speak of? <laughs> so funny. I was like Quebec, Canada. I'm thinking, you know, you, you, everyone knows that. Come on, like Canada. Huh. Uh, we know that. We just saw the Canadians. Alabama. Uh, so the boys. Uh, I'm sorry. So they. You know, he walks off. Mister Foley walks off after being laughed out of the room. Um, so now, Cartman. And the boys decide. You know, with all the money they've made, they're still in the cafeteria, right? After getting the double thing of um, food and desserts. They decide, you know, why do we have to continue cutting in Loogie? Come on, guys. We can do this ourselves. Why do we have to to keep cutting in Loogie? We can just keep raking all the cash. And Stan's like, well, dude, because Loogie will kick our asses. And Kyle's like, I'm not afraid of that little bitch. (laughs) And uh, uh, Kyle, of course, as we mentioned, still going off about his existential crisis. He's still continuing that down that mindset. Um, and then now Mr. Foley has concocted a way to entice the black market scheme. So what it cuts to is a news segment, right? And the news segment does a, a story on a child who's got, who's dying and needs money for an operation. And uh, they ask the kid, how much money do you need, Billy? And the kid's like, I said it. Speak up, Billy. How much money do you need? $600. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling that tonight, if you put your tooth under your pill, you're going to get $600. And the parents are like, he is? And then like behind the kid, you know, he gives him the $600 to the parents. Say, yep, $600. So like they – and then like right at the end of the news story, which you know it's a setup when they say, I just want to remind you that Billy's over at Crestview Apartments located off of blah, 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 right? So like basically tells them where the kid lives. And it ends with the ADA people being like, got it. Okay. You think that'll work? They're like, it's sure to work. Then we immediately cut over now to Cartman holding a martini glass, sitting in a hot tub, 
excited about trying to get this $600. Where the fuck was his Dreamcast? Where the fuck was his Dreamcast? He had higher priorities, man. Hot tub, Where the fuck? Dude. No, the whole priority of this whole thing was to get a Dreamcast. And well, he didn't even get Now they have the opportunity now with the 600 Look, when you're going out and you're about to make your first high purchase, okay, after getting some money, it should have been a Dreamcast about the clothes. How do I know it's his um, hot tub? Because it was I in his living room. It was in his, it was in his living room. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was his hot tub. Man, well, they never got he – he doesn't get to say your Dreamcast. Cartman's like, we got to get – Yeah, so tits. That's Cartman's big word of this episode as well. He says tits. Tits. Tit, tit, tat, tat, or tats. I guess that's how maybe it's how it was spelled. Tat, tat. So yes, Cartman devises a scheme that they're going to get this money, and uh, you know they they go out into the middle of the night, and while they're holding up Cartman this time, uh, well, actually, uh, I'm jumping ahead here. After learning that they're going to break away, Lugie is pissed, so he sends his crew after. They they snag Kenny. They got Kenny on a bridge. And they're like, uh, so they call up Cartman, and they're like, "If you don't uh, give us the money or cut us in, we're gonna kill your friend." Yeah, he's not afraid of you. And he hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> they have Kenny cemented, or you know, in a cinder block, if you will, cement. Throw him into Plaid Lake or Plaid River, whatever it's called, and it's like mm-hmm. barren, so Kenny doesn't drown. He just sits there. So now without Kenny, it's Stan and Kyle who are holding up Cartman now trying to get the $600. Well, Kyle's still having his mental breakdown of existential crisis. He disappears. He fades away into reality. So Stan now losing control of Cartman. Cartman does get the money, but the, the trap was set to when whoever touched the pillow and alarm went off. As that's going on, Lugie and his crew show up. And they start to you know confront them. Cartman touches the pillow. Boom, the ADA people show up, and then they're like, see, I told you, these kids, there's a black market. You're done. It's over. And then uh, the, the, the Lugie's pissed. What? Can't believe I didn't see this. And then all of a sudden, Kyle shows up. Uh, I am everywhere, and I am everything. You know, having <laughs> one of those. Everything uh, and nothing. I'm everything and nothing, you know, fading everything in and out of the screen. He starts warping the the very existence of time around them mm-hmm. all of a sudden i'm assuming he creates the existence of half chicken half squirrel because the half chicken half squirrel attacks and then dr Robbins goes see i told you he was real <laughs> and i'm still just trying to wonder like how i knew that that's what they were thinking or if he just pulled that into existence as well himself well, I think he pulled that into existence. At that point, he became everything, and he is nothing, right? So he knew he probably had to encompass all the thoughts and minds of the energy around them, so therefore he could bring it into existence. Fair, fair enough. Um, so after doing that, he scares everybody off. He comes back into normal. He goes, whoa, dude, that was weird. And then Lugie's kind of pissed that he gets taken advantage of. He's like, I can't believe I didn't see it. I fell for this stupid trick. And Carmen's like, yeah, don't, don't be stuff out here. You know, I'm pissed at the kids all the time. And so uh, eventually Lugie says, you know what? I, I kind of wanted to try out for the baseball team anyway. So he's like, yeah, I'm done. And Stan's like, oh, so you're not going to beat us up? He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm done with the tooth racket. So um, <laughs> Just like that. Uh, walks away. 
Right. Uh, so now uh, Billy, of course, is saved as he discovers a toothberry under his bed and happily takes it to his parents. So Billy doesn't die. And then later we cut to the credits here at, as the end of the show ends with Kenny trying to hop away out of the river on the cinder block. But hmm. then he lands in a deep spot and ev- inevitably drowns. And then Timmy strolls by on the bridge, yells out, Timmy! So that is how the episode ends. Scoop. Why don't you take us into some of our trivia? We'll go into what did Kenny say last. Let's go into trivia. All right. So this episode marks the first appearance of Timmy Birch. His very existence was brought into question by Comedy Central as they feared bad publicity with the handicapped kid on the show. Trey Parker and Matt Stone argued that Timmy being treated like a normal kid would be a good moral statement. Timmy soon became one of the most popular characters. They were right. Uh, Timmy Birch may also be a member of the tooth trade as he was in one of the scenes when Loogie explained the tooth trade. Uh, It was great. He was being held out and his little chair was under him. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Belzer was the voice of Loogie. Although Belzer did the voice of Loogie for the, for most of the episode, Trey Parker did Loogie's voice at the end because Belzer was unavailable to re-record dialogue. Who was Richard Belzer? Uh, he's from Law and Order, like the original one. He's uh, the older dude with like the kind of gray hair. And I mean, it's one of those things that you'll know him when you see him. Okay. If you like, if you Google it, you'll be, oh, that dude from Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Because that's like literally the only thing he did of uh, noteworthiness that I can think of. Okay. So the equations shown at the ADA meeting are arbitrary and are not mathematically correct. The guy that's half balding, is that Richard Belzer? Um, no, no. Balding. The guy that's half balding is the one that became the senator oh, okay. in real life. Um, Go ahead. He's the one with like the longer wavier hair that's like kind of salt and peppery. And then, yeah. Oh, he's got the big ass ears and the little glasses. Yeah, yeah. Fourth wall, Cartman yells, camera left, camera left, when Kyle, Stan, and Kenny move him to the left of, with the pole. Kenny is shown without his hood for the first time on TV run. Previously, he had been seen unhooded in South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. But that was just with the hood pulled back. I want to go back really quick, by the way. That was the, that line about the trivia is, and you should clarify, he, there was a point where Cartman broke the fourth wall to the audience. Whereas Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are holding them up, he says, go right, go go left, go left. And they, they go to their left. No, no, camera left. That was the, the, the instant. I just wanted to make sure we get that across. Sorry, go ahead. This is the first of four episodes whose title ends in 2000. The title parodies the titles of many TV shows, which also ended in 2000, that aired the year 2000. When Cartman picks up his jacket at the beginning of the episode, he still has pajama trousers on it. After that, at the bus stop, he has his brown trousers on it. Hmm. In this episode, the Mega Man dolls make a second appearance since Damien as decals on a bedroom window. Ah, I saw that. That was cool. When Cartman is in the hot tub after seeing the news broadcast in the background, Cartman's dolls, Polly Pissy Pants, Rumpered Cumpskin, and Peter Panda are present. 
when Lugi tells Cartman that they have his pal, Cartman says, Kenny isn't afraid of you. Peter Panda! Though- <laughs> That's what it is. Peter Panda! <laughs> Even though Lugi never said it was Kenny, it's possible that Cartman is aware of Kenny's deaths and in a rare moment of intelligence guesses correctly that it is Kenny since Lugi says he's about to kill him. Right, I was trying, like, how does he know it's Kenny? Is that just, like, a great assumption? One of Lugi, Lugi's boys sounds like the underpants gnomes from gnomes. <clears throat> <laughs> in a polished dub, the Dreamcast reference were changed to PlayStation because no one in Poland knew what a Dreamcast was. <laughs> I found that hysterical. Yeah, that, that is amazing. amazing. That's I told amazing. coworkers about that last night, too. I was like, hey, do you guys know that uh, Poland never got the Dreamcast? They know what the Dreamcast was, and they were like, that's it. That was the downfall of Sega. Yes. They couldn't get a goddamn Dreamcast in Poland <laughs> in Warsaw. That, that's How did they get through enough, damn it? You can't even give them a Dreamcast? <laughs> that sounds like something crafty. Hey, apparently, <laughs> the Iron Curtain never came down in Poland if they still don't have a Dreamcast. Those commies. Those goddamn bastards. <laughs> Surprisingly, Kenny survives having his tooth pulled out by Timmy's wheelchair, suffering extreme pain, and failing, falling into the river, but still still drowns later. Mm-hmm. Kenny is the <coughs> of the four boys to be seen naked. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two S1 bills that Cartman got from the Tooth Theory Bull share the same serial number. I'm not going to read that whole freaking number. It's a bunch of digits. You know, you know, You guys can see it. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, before the sting operation starts, one of Tom Foley's assistants impersonates a dumb guy in a manner just like Mimsy. If you notice, he's like, I got a button. Which button is this? Yep, yep. And, and they're like all pissed at him. He's like, hey, you know, there's always that dumb guy in the sting operations. And they're like, stupid. Um, last thing here, when Lugie is explaining to the boys how tooth traded words, the corpse of Kyle's grandma can be seen in the flashback. Did you notice that when they took mm-hmm. the teeth? They took it from Kyle's grandma. Yeah, that, that poor corpse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple pop culture things here. Uh, during Kyle's uh, apothesis scene, Kyle briefly appears in the form of Star Trials from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. There's that title shit. What? There's the title shit. 2001. That's the first Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everything was due in 2000. Uh, the song used during Kyle's uh, Discorporation is a medley of two songs from the Primus album. Obviously, you could totally tell it's Primus. Um, Pork Soda. The first part is from the title track. The second part is from the song Welcome to This World. Um, the location of the fictional character Crestview Apartments mentioned in the newscast is a reference to a local radio advertisement for the Shane Company location in Greenwood Village, Colorado. It's so fucking yeah. annoying. Yeah. Uh, Shane Co. Yeah. And- yeah. I fucking we run those things so much on KDVR and KWG in here. Uh, the name of the dentist, Dr. Robert, could be a reference to a song by the Beatles, Dr. Robert, from the album Revolver. The character of Lugie references Marlon Brando's portrayal of Don Corleone in the Francis of Ford Coppola's movie, The Godfather. Coppola. Coppola. Whatever. I'm not in New York. Uh, Lugie comes on. I say everything West Coast style, bro. Uh, Lugie goes on a rant about wanting the boys and their families dead, as well as their houses burned down. This, mm-hmm. of course, is a reference to the 1987 movie, The Untouchables. I knew that. 
I want yeah. their I want them dead. I want their families dead. Burn to the ground. <clears throat> and and the last thing here is the boys want to use their tooth fairy to buy a Sega Dreamcast, which, as we mentioned, was released in the U.S. seven months prior to this episode's era. And now we're gonna get into what did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? Yeah. What did Kenny say, boys and girls? So uh, we start off here with Stan, Kyle, and Kenny being excited, as we mentioned, about the Sega Dreamcast. And they all yelled out, Sega Dreamcast. Carmen says, yes, all we need is teeth. All we need is teeth. Stan's like, I already lost my, all my baby teeth. And Kyle says, me too. And they all look at Kenny. He covers his mouth. And Kyle says to him, you still have baby teeth, Kenny? And Kenny says, no way. And Kyle moves to Kenny's head. Kenny, think about it. Don't you want to Sega Dreamcast? Sega Dreamcast. No, like, I no, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. Carl was like, "All right, Kenny's in, you guys. Tits." <laughs> um, now on the playground, Kyle is explaining to Timmy. When I say go, you'll slam your electric wheelchair into high gear, okay, Timmy? And Timmy goes, Yep. Kyle goes, "Right, you're Timmy." Timmy goes, "Ta-la-la!" And then uh, Kenny goes, what the fuck does it have to, why the fuck does it have to be my tooth? And then Cartman says, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why it has to be you, Kenny, because your family's poor, and therefore has to be a horror hygiene. So your teeth are going to fall out someday anyway. So if you think about it, you should actually be thanking us. Oh, thank you, guys. You're welcome, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny says, fuck you. Kyle's like, all right, get ready, Timmy. Timmy says, ta Butters walks up. Hey guys, what's uh, what you doing? Stance. Well, what does it look like we're doing, Butters? We need a tooth. So we're using Timmy's wheelchair to pull out one of Kenny's. Butters says, "Oh, hey, I got a loose tooth right here." Stan Cartman says, "You what?" And Kenny says, "You what?" Kyle then eventually figures out, "Dude, maybe we don't have to rip a tooth out of Kenny's mouth." Stan's like, "Yeah, we could just take Butters' teeth." And Kenny's like, "Woohoo!" And uh, then, uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned, uh, Kyle says, "All right, let's go." And then Kenny, Timmy goes, "Go." And then Kenny goes, uh, hey, guys. And then he's yanked uh, from his suit into the air and yells out, hey. And then yells out, ow. And then Cartman goes, ha, you guys, I can see Kenny's pangolin. And then Timmy goes, ah. Now, of course, Cartman, after getting the second tooth, four dollars. Dan says, oh, my God, four dollars. Kenny says, oh, my God. And um, (laughs) then later on, uh, when they're about to kill Kenny, Kenny's like, He's not going to do it. And boy number two is like, he's not going to do it, boss. Louie's like, well, then throw him in. And the boy's like, all right, kid, time to die. And Kenny says, no, 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 don't do this. And then he throws him in, and then nothing happens, and he looks around. And that's what Kenny said. And that's what Kenny says. So it was a great uh, That's What Kenny Said episode, guys. Let's finish up here our top likes and dislikes here so we can get Joe on his way as well. Uh, let's get into our top likes here. Of course, we all agree that we liked Cartman as a whole. Um, Joe, did you want to give your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> the whole Sega Dreamcast thing. And this is uh, like, it, this is just a classic example of his greed, too, because like the second the money starts rolling in, he gets a hot tub and then he's instantly trying to cut loogie out of it like instead of just like being happy with the operation he's always trying to get more 
Um, well, this whole season sets the foundation for that. Cartman trying to come up with different multiple schemes to make money. Yeah. So this is definitely the first onset of that. Uh, then we the moved on here. Ne- yeah, exactly. Our next one, um, top like here, Kyle and his existential crisis. Um, Joe, you <laughs> you really like that as well. Yeah, it, it, because um, like you were saying earlier, it's just fun stuff to think of when you're high and everything. And it's just like asking a lot of the same like, whoa. And like he's eight, which makes it even funnier. Or he's nine, however old he is on the show. Uh, Scoop, you liked the Tooth Fairy Mafia? Hello? He's I, thought it was, I thought it was amazing. Because it's like a whole organization. And it's been going on for like ever. You know, and they have like notes that they leave on the door. Like it's a whole crew that, that goes in. And does, like it's so elaborate. And awesome. Yeah. Do you think this would have been able to pull off at our ages? Hmm. Like, could we have pulled this off? Now you can't with social media and all that bullshit. You can't do it. But do you think back then, you know, you know, when times were a little bit simpler, you know, when my parents moved me to Montana when I was like 14, 15, people left their doors unlocked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how type of a chill atmosphere was back in the early 2000s. Now, obviously, you know, I'm fucking going on Amazon and I'm buying the fucking door stopper for my apartment. So that way you can't fucking walk in. You know what I mean? So like, do you think maybe back then, you we you could have pulled off this type of scheme. Scoop, do you think for you could sure? Have pulled this scheme off? For sure. If you get a, a a crew of like 10, 11 homies, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Get one dress up as a tooth fairy and go trick little kids. Fuck yeah, dude. Joe, totally. Yeah. Joe, would you be willing to write some sort of wrestling segment where it involves a tooth fairy? Uh, depending on the show, I could totally make a tooth fairy segment. I would love to. I'll be the tooth fairy. Well, then you gotta get your ass out here. You gotta get your ass out. One scary tooth fairy. You would be sick. Listen here, brother. I'm a tooth fairy and I'm coming for you, goddamn. Well, I mean, was it The Rock or Vin Diesel? I don't think you can. I don't think you can get much scarier than The Rock's portrayal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next thing here I put down is I like the ADA dental people. I just thought they were ridiculous. They have a whole association and they're all stupid and uh, except for one guy, but they all just have like this whole conference where they're all talking about how to fix things mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> and that leads yeah. us to the next top, like the rooster or half chicken, half squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous concept. The half chicken, half squirrel attacking, taking all the tooth and money to make a nest. They trying to make a nest egg. Uh, <laughs> then we got Timmy, which we all liked. We talked about a little bit. This was his first episode. Yeah. Um, you wanted me to make note of here the Cherry Creek showdown, Joe. Um, oh, and now I'm yeah, just the fact that like when both groups show up and they're arguing back and forth. Neither group thinks to like let their dude down from the ballast. Like Stan and Kyle are still holding Cartman's fat ass up while arguing with the mafia kids who are still holding there. And they're admittedly smarter because this kid looks far lighter than, than Cartman. And, but like, they never think to let their tooth fairy down. Neither group. And it's just, it's a nitpicky thing, but it's just really funny. Like you, you kids are idiots, right? 
Um, yeah, that's true. And then the last thing here, you liked a scoop. Kenny being pulled out of his jumpsuit, his jacket. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the that's first funny. time we kind of see him out of it since the movie. That's true. You are right. You would think they would have shown it because at this point in time, the movie's already been out. Mm-hmm. Right? right. I mean, it's been out. Right. Uh, it came out. It would have came out midway through season three. So maybe that's why they didn't show Kenny too. That could have also maybe just hit DVD or something. Maybe they didn't want to ruin it. But still, I've already shown his face. You would have thought they'd at least shown it here or shown it more because they really don't show too much of Kenny's face even after. Like the only time I want to say the next time we're going to see Kenny's face is Mr. Jefferson. When yeah. It's the clear blanket over his head. Yeah. Like that's really the next time we're going to see Kenny's face. Um, but Thank that was a. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, but you owe me. Shut up, dude. At least you're finally doing something. <laughs> Can't even pull that out of the jumpsuit. Uh, and, and then the last thing, or the only thing we I put at least that my top dislike was that they didn't get the goddamn Dreamcast. Didn't get a Dreamcast. So all right, guys. Well, there you go. That's your full breakdown. Your what did Kenny say? Your trivia, your pop culture, your top likes. And that your full review of uh, season four, episode one, the 49th episode overall, and our 52nd episode overall of Check Math Bows. I'm your host on the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, ya boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. I host the Impact Attack and Light the Fuse on Hacker Humming's Podbean's uh, outlet channels. I edit the New Force Order podcast, which is up right now. And this week, on their fifth or sixth episode already, Brand new show, the Star Trek Academy got special guest, the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, joins them on the Star Trek Academy podcast. So check out the graphic. I made him look like a Klingon warrior, too. It's pretty cool. Um, so that's the Star Trek uh, Triple, uh, sorry, tra- the Star Trek Academy podcast, which is out right now on Hami Media Group platform. So just search Hami Media Group on all podcasts and you'll find it there. As well as don't forget to check out this Sunday's edition, or it should already be up by the time you're listening to this, of the R&R Pod Network's um, show, the RTW Rewind, will be on this Sunday as well. And his guest this week is Bin Hamid. So check out the RTW Rewind um, from last Sunday when you're listening to this. And here is an interview with Bin Hamid. Joe, I know you're about to go. Where do you, the people, can they find you or where can they hear your comments on classic professional wrestling? Uh, they can find that on Twitch every morning at 11 mountain. Um, and then it'll usually be on the front page. Actually. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. We got like 8,000 views on Wednesday. We got another couple yeah, thousand. Making front page. I mean, I know Ben and Russo are on it, but you're on the front yeah, page. Yeah. Oh, we actually like, were, Russo. we were Russo's lead in on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's uh, good synergy for everybody. Good. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. But um, so there's that. Uh, the primo stuff. I believe uh, Slave to the Deathmatch is free on Fight right now. So definitely check that out. And then, um, but yeah, I got a boogie. So I got that thing at 11. <laughs> you got it, Joe. Well, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week, bud. Later, Joe. Skip. Do you have I'm any party? Final words for today's edition of Check Map Bad. Listen, remember, scoop before you talk about. Think about it. Talk about talk about. Check my bass. That's it, guys. We'll see you <laughs> next week on another edition. Check my bass. Check him. Check my bass.
en junkerred ved juletid. Ting tang ting jo til dig. Omkring ham dannede sneen hvid. Ting tang ting jo til dig. Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest. Ting tang lu, ting tang lu, ting tang ting jo til dig. Jomfru sad i højen tårn Ting tang ting lå til dig Og ventede ham samt til forn Ting tang ting lå til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lå til dig Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ting tang ting lå til dig De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lå til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lå til dig Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lå til For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lå til Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lå til Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 